Good morning, competitor. On today's brand new episode, we're talking with Dr. Amber Selking about how to win the mental game. My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text podcast to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. Welcome or welcome back, competitor. It's Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and today we've got a brand new episode. It's the Compete Everyday Podcast, and today I get to welcome one of the leaders in sport and performance psychology, Dr. Amber Selking. We're going to talk about her brand new book, Winning the Mental Game. It's what she refers to as the playbook for building championship mindsets. And as I tell her and as we discuss on the show today, I love this book because it's a very simple, straightforward approach to building your mental game. It's something that if you have no idea anything about sports psychology, if you have no idea where to start, it is the book to get you up and running to building a better mindset and just understanding more of the science without having to dive into the scientific language. So I think you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation Before we dive into the show, I want to encourage you to support the show. All you got to do is head to competeeveryday.com and use the code podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We'll get you 15% off any order, any time. So grab yourself one of our brand new hats, one of our baseball shirts, because you know it's baseball season, or pick up a copy of my book, Compete Every Day. All you got to do is grab it, add to cart, enter the promo code podcast and get yourself 15% off that order anytime. I'm excited you're here. I appreciate you investing the time to learn how you can get better so you can continue to compete every day. Stick around till after the interview and learn how you could be the lucky winner that gets a copy of Dr. Selking's book. But for right now, I'm excited to welcome to the show, Dr. Amber Selking. Amber, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Thanks so much, Jake. Excited to be here with you today. Yeah, congratulations on winning the mental game. I know I've seen you teasing this for like ever on social media and was super excited to finally get my hands on it because I just kind of got to follow your work from the sidelines. We talked off air. We've got a ton of mutual friends. So I knew about your work. I knew a little bit, but really getting to read it. um, I love the book. So congratulations. Ah, thank you very much. It's been a, a long time coming and definitely something that the, the, you know, the playbook that the book is, is a, you know, built off of a program that I wrote back in 2013 to, to help individuals really understand how the brain works, how it impacts how we show up and then give people tools and strategies to train their brain, just like they train their bodies or just like they train their craft and whatever it is. So winning the mental game, the playbook for building championship mi- mindsets really is that it's, it's a playbook. Um, and it's, 
again, just a really important part of my life's work and excited to be able to share that with people more broadly because the impact that we've seen this have in people's lives in how teams function um, has been so remarkable over the last several years. And so, like I said, to be able to share that more broadly and to give people a template to really implement so that they can drive more mental and emotional stability in themselves and in those around them um, is, is really important to me. And so that's what I'm excited about. You know, I firmly believe that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind, but I also believe that not a lot of people know how to do that. And so, um, you know, it's, it's not me necessarily. It's that, you know, you, you've studied a lot in the mindset space and you know how important it is and transformative it is. And so just excited to get that out there. I love it. So a couple of things on that. So the, the renewing of the mind, I love as a kid who grew up in a small town, Southern Baptist church, like you've heard the phrase over and over, but I feel like, and maybe this is my journey and perspective. I've seen it. We can much more easily understand the physical growth. I go into the gym, I work out, I run bleachers, I'm prepared. We don't always understand the mental side. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you've kind of pinpointed some reasons, maybe why society as a whole struggles with some of that. Um, or if you seem to think that, you know, it's just kind of a lack of awareness. Well, I mean, the reality of it is we manage what we can see, right? So we manage our checking account, we manage our waistline, we manage our 40 time, um, whatever whatever things that we can tangibly see and measure. And the reality of it is we can't see our brain. And so a lot of times we don't think therefore that it needs managed. And, and so between just not being able to see it and it being very hard to measure quantitatively, um, we also don't talk a lot about it. And oftentimes when we do talk about it, it's, it's talked about in such a secretive or maybe like negative light of people that are crazy, you know, um, that it has sort of this taboo around the importance of talking about the power of the mind. And so that was one of the things that I was really passionate about in grad school was like, all of this stuff that we're learning is amazing, but we need to learn to be able to talk about it in ways that, that the people who need to know it can hear it, can wrap their head and their heart around and can really run with it. And so putting it in language that is accessible to people, that is exciting to people, I think is also a barrier that we've had in in society. You know, we used to joke like, there's a bunch of psych people sitting around talking about psych stuff versus like, you know, a bunch of people that care about people and figuring out how to articulate it in ways that matter to the individuals we need to get it in their hands are. And so like, you know, predominantly I've worked with football for the last several years and you know, listen, those dudes want to be better football players. And so we need to be able to articulate how training their mind and winning the mental game will help them win a one-on-one battle or win at the line of scrimmage. And all of a sudden they care about it, you know, and when they can start to see the impact that it has on, you know, their number of offsides penalties, right. That they jump or or their ability to reset and refocus between plays, particularly after, you know, a, a negative play that they've had. Um, then all of a sudden they start to buy into it. And, and again, teaching it in a way that they can wrap their head around it, but then helping them apply it in a way that drives what matters most in their lives at the time, I think is, is an opportunity for us to make it more real and exciting and, and have more people buy into the importance of training our, our brain like we train our bodies. Yeah. And one of the things that really stood out based on what you just said, and after obviously reading the book is how do we make the science very conversational for the average individual. Mm -hmm. And there's, there are some good books out there that have done it really well. And and I laugh, John Acuff wrote the book soundtracks. And I've told people, I was like, 
it's positioned as overthinking, but really it's the best way to talk about how do you focus and how do you build affirmations from a very non-sciencey level. Your book, I love the simplicity of it. And when I say it, it's, it's super, um, man, you can just chew on it immediately. You don't have to like read it and reread it. You want to reread it because the content is very easy to consume, but you're not kind of stumbling over a lot of scientific jargon. And you do a really good job of using examples that I feel like it's a phenomenal like starter book for a lot of people who have never been introduced to this world. And that's probably the most important piece for a lot of people is making it in a language they understand. And so with your world, you, you obviously come from sports, you spent time there. Tell me where the passion came from to say, one, I wanna better learn the mental game for my own self, but how can I help translate for really the masses, not just sports, but larger, larger audience? Yeah, first of all, that makes me really happy because that was like one of my goals is that the that the book is like, because, you know, I, I played soccer at Notre Dame before I got injured and released and went through my own little identity crisis, yep. which links back to why I do what I do and why the book is so important to me to get out there. But, um, you know, it's, it's this notion that... I, listen, when you're a student athlete, I mean, I remember them talking about like, Hey, make sure you get 10 minutes of mental rehearsal. in. I'm like, listen, bro, when I close my eyes, I'm going to fall asleep because <laughs> I'm so tired. I can barely feel my body. Okay. Yep. So there's no mental reps happening, but I can guarantee you if I knew the science behind it, if I knew that mental reps actually develop talent at the neurological level and could help me get incrementally better, um, I would have done it because I, what I want to be great and wanted to be good, but like, they didn't show me the science behind it. It was just do mental reps. And I didn't know why. And so all through grad school, you know, people are like the athletes don't care about science. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like athletes want to be great, but they don't have time to waste. I Either. And so it's been very important to me to understand the science and then be able to show it in a way that isn't overwhelming that you lose people, but does make people say like, oh, this is, this is actually important because otherwise these are just soft, fluffy things, you know, like the power of positivity. Like if I would have went to coach Kelly five years ago and be like, listen, coach, we need to create a positive environment and communicate more positively on the sideline. He would have been like, why did I take this meeting with you again? Right. And I can completely see that demeanor based on silent. 100%. Um, but when I told him, I said, listen, we need to create a positive environment here and communicate positively because what we know is that the brain in a positive state thinks more clearly, thinks more creatively, and it problem solves better. Like we need our dudes in that mindset when it's really difficult, when it's really challenging for them, when there's been a mistake so that they can get back to delivering their best when it matters most, which is what we want. And so, you know, again, understanding the science behind some of these often positioned in society today as like soft or fluffy things gives it a little more, bit more meat and allows people to more intentionally engage in these processes of training their brain. And, and again, it's about how do I show up as the best version of myself on a consistent basis when it matters most. That's what all of us want to know. And, and that's what I think sport and performance psychology holds the keys to, to help us do. And so, you know, why did I get into this? Cause I had my own little identity crisis when I lost my sport and, you know, reflecting on it, I was like, man, I've got a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I've got a family at home that loves me and I'm at the university of Notre Dame like fairly certain I'm going to be okay. And I still struggled dramatically with that. And, you know, a bunch of my buddies played football at the time at, at ND. And like, I remember we'd sit around and have life talk is what we called it. And they'd be like, Amber, I want to be a good dude. I do. But 
girls don't make me except you adults don't like expect me and it's everything's just so fast and easy right now and it just used to break my heart hearing that and i'm like man if these dudes could figure this out like if the football team could figure it out imagine the impact that it would have on the school on everything because i'm a business person so like what's the roi or the return yep. on impact of this right and and so that's what really, you know, all my uh, master's and PhD research and work has been in like black masculinity and sport, masculinity and sport, like leadership in, in college football type programs. And, um, and, and so it's been important to me, like I said, to understand how do we get this to, to people's uh, in people's hands, because wherever they're doing right now matters to them. And I want them to be great. But even more, I want them to have some resources that when things aren't great or when that season of their life is over, they still have something to hang on to, to, to take that next step in who they've been created and called to be in the world. I love it. So I want to ask you a question about that, because when you started, uh, you did your master's and doctorate there at Notre Dame, right? Uh, undergrad at Notre Dame, master's in Denver, PhD in Missouri. Okay. And back now in South Bend. Walking into the first team that you worked with, did you struggle? Because obviously, and I position this a certain way, you've gone through the work of studying and understanding more the mental game and how to use it to your advantage and how to teach it. And then you get into the out of the books and into the practical, more using it. Did you ever struggle with any imposter syndrome of walking into some of those rooms for the first time or the Notre Dame football? Uh, locker room, even though you were a former athlete, did you ever struggle with that? Do I belong here type thought that I think a lot of the people that would benefit from this book absolutely have felt thought gone through because obviously if you're chasing bigger goals and things, you feel uncomfortable, you question, do I belong here? It all starts the whole inner game. Did you ever have those moments? And if you did, how did you tend to redirect those thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think, no, actually, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like confidence is something that I've never struggled with. And that's why like in, when I was in grad school and I learned that you could teach confidence, I was like, what? Like, I sort of thought that you had it or you didn't. And I was yep. really grateful that I had it. And, um, and, and then I was really blessed. I got to do two summer internships at IMG Academy, which is a international training facility in Bradenton, Florida. Yep. And I, I got to be around just a group of amazing mental conditioning professionals who really helped me understand how do we translate science into like communicable language to kids, you know, because kids are way harder than adults. Yep. Like at least adults will like give you general respect of sitting still and being quiet. Kids are like, listen, if this person's not awesome, I'm out. Yep. And I'm going to be a crazy 12 year old boy that just got done with lunch and has to go to baseball practice next, you know? So, um, so it was just so cool to be around a group of professionals that could encourage and coach and give really good feedback. And then the impact that you saw on these kids' lives made me realize like, yeah, this is awesome. And I firmly believe in it. I think the other thing I did, I, I have had one or a couple imposter syndrome moments, and I'll tell you about that in a second, but like by and large in the field, no, because the other thing is, um, and the reality of it is my, okay. So my faith is really important to me. And the reality of it is everything that we know in brain science is also in the Bible. And I didn't really realize that. Um, but, but I led Notre Dame Christian athletes after I got cut from the soccer team to like ease my ego out of sport. And when I found sports psychology, I was like, Oh my God, I knew nothing about it until like two years after I graduated undergrad. I was like, man, everything that I taught through the lens of faith, like 
there's this whole scientific field that we can have these conversations, which opens the door to the rest of the world that doesn't want to engage on a faith conversation basis, but wants to know this stuff. And so I spent my two master's degrees years, like every science thing I learned and like the theories that I was learning, like, where is that in scripture? And is, do I believe this to be true? And so when I teach this stuff, like I'm confident because I believe that like we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind and that these things are that what allows us to do that. And so I'm super passionate because I firmly believe that can happen if we can help people tap into it. Now, I, I will say the first, I, I got asked to go to a sports medicine um, conference and give a talk on mental performance to a bunch of orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine doctors. And I will tell you that I'm like, they call me Dr. Selking, but I don't have, but I don't have an MD. These guys are like actual doctors and like, what are they going to say about this? And I think the science is great. And my athletes think the science is great, but what are these MDs going to think? And I was like, I just blacked out and did it. That's usually my goal. Um, when I, when I get like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just black out and execute. And, um, and on the back end of that, their feedback was like, we've never been taught this stuff. We don't know these things. And like how in more incredible could our interactions be with our athletes if we could also talk about it through the lens of the mental game. And so I think whenever I have those moments of imposter syndrome, if you will, I just go back to like what we tell our athletes all the time. You got to trust the process and trust yourself, trust what you've put in, blackout and go turn up, you know, and like that. And then on the back end to get that confirmation um, that, yeah, this stuff is important for people to know, regardless of their education background. Uh, my first team was an inner city boys basketball, high school basketball team. And to know that it can work from those little dudes to MDs in a conference room in Chicago, um, you know, his, his encouraged me to just keep getting in front of people and sharing this because it, it's important for us all to know. Well, and there's two things you said there that I really want to echo on for the listeners. The first is that you were like, I just black out and go for anybody listening. We, you know, it through and through, and I know you will echo this all the way through. You're able to black out and go just like the athletes can because of the preparation and everything done prior. And so if you're new to the show and you haven't heard the past episodes on preparation and the import importance of it, know that you can flip that switch only due to preparation done ahead of time. The second I thought about is all those orthopedic surgeons as somebody who tore his Achilles, I don't know, five years ago, the mental side of rehab is always worse than the physical yeah. because it's always like, well, I can't do what I used to could. So I guess I can't do anything and just the ups and downs. And so I find that really fascinating as well as incredibly inspiring to hear that they are wide open to it mm -hmm. and how that can change the dynamic of a rehab athlete or even just a general everyday pop person that tears their Achilles playing pickup basketball like they shouldn't uh, through that through that whole lens. And so I, one, I just love that and wanted to echo that for the listeners and thinking through that process. Second thing, I want to shift gears a little bit, because in addition to your book, I mean, we do keynote speaking, but you've got Building Championship Mindsets podcast. And so I've got to know two things. One, what finally inspired you to write the book? And then what got you going to hit publish and start recording a podcast? Because you're, what, 200 episodes in now almost, a little over that. Yeah, we, um, so we're in year five of the podcast. And literally I was so adverse to it because I hate like technology stuff and I always have excuses. 
And so one of my good friends, who's my producer, he's got a company called Truth Work Media. And he's like, you have to start a podcast. And I was like, I don't know how to start a podcast. He's like, well, good, I do. So you're in luck. And so Michael Yoder is his name. And he was just so adamant and so persistent. And he like sent me links to Amazon. He's like, buy this, buy this, buy this. I will be over on Tuesday. We will get this set up. I will show you how to do it. And so, you know, all of a sudden I'm recording a podcast and here we are five years later, um, just finished or just in the process of wrapping up season 11. Um, and it's been such a cool journey, Jake. I mean, it's like, there's people literally all over the world that listen to this. And I, um, we've, we've installed this mental playbook in, in, um, not not, through a nonprofit in South Africa. And, you know, to, to see little South African boys, like they sent me videos of these boys that learned about the power of their mind and what it meant to their ability to like take control over their lives in a very uncontrollable situation and environment. Um, to a random woman that sent me a Well Better Learned, which is a simple reflection tool that we use um, on her delivery of her first child when she used mental performance training for her delivery. And wow. so, you know, I get a picture of her and her baby in the hospital. And I don't know these people, just the stories of how they've applied this stuff. And so, you know, I joke all the time. I was like, I don't even have a sponsor for my podcast because I haven't had time to do that in the last five years. So I'm just like shoveling out cash for this podcast, but I can't stop because the stories are like, they're so touching. And I just, and it's such an easy quote unquote way to, to share some of the, the, these insights. And so that Yoder made me start it and the stories of transformation are what make me continue it. Um, and then the book, you know, like I said, this is a, based off of a program that I built in 2013. I've seen the impact that it's had in people's lives and I've always wanted to make it a book, um, but just the, the time and capacity. I serve as a vice president of leadership and culture for a global publicly traded manufacturing company. So I have a big full-time job. And then the last five years, I've served as the mental performance coach for Notre Dame football and, and, and high performance consultant for coach Kelly. And, um, and so just time wise, but 2020 happened and um, all of the fun things in the world got shut down for several months. So I thought, oh, let's fill my free time with writing a book. And, um, and on top of that, you know, from a pragmatic standpoint, it also just broke my heart. 2020, it was like, it was an election year here in the US. And so it was like just division, Republican and Democrat. And then these important social injustice conversations that need to be had, but it became black versus white. And then COVID hit and it became mask or no mask. And then it was like, and then actual physical division and humans aren't created to live in, in division. We're, we're meant to live in community with people, literally our hormones in our bodies shift when we're in community with people that is it, that drives heart health, that drives mental and emotional stability. And so it just broke my heart. And what I love about the human brain is that it doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what sport you play, what your socioeconomic background is, what gender you are. It just matters that you're human. And, and so the brain became a very like um, safe, thing to talk about in a world that like there's it's like don't bring those topics up you know because everybody's so sensitive about everything and um and so that was another reason I thought just the timing um a lot of healing I think that needs to happen in a lot of different places and I think the brain is a beautiful place to start that process and that conversation I, I love that and one of the things that I've echoed really the last couple of years with folks is as we kind of come out of this for lack of a better phrase, it's still not, I'd say normal, but as we come out of things, 
you have an opportunity to either say, man, that was terrible. Hope it never happens again and go about life as you did in 2018, 2019, or say, man, that was awful. I got knocked on my butt. I didn't know how to handle it. Emotionally, I was all over the place. Mentally, I was all over the place. I got to be better prepared if something ever happens again. And you start putting in the work. And that's one of the reasons why I talked about the just the simplicity of being able to absorb and understand. And then the practicality of what you teach of like, how do you put it into practice is so important with this book. And so for those listening, if, if you're new to the show, you probably haven't heard me hammer on it. But if you've been around for a while, you have just the importance of, of reading this stuff, of applying it, of putting it into practice. And, and Dr. Suggins' book is perfect for that with Winning the Middle Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets. Uh, I'm going to link to a little bit. If you stay till the close, I'll give you a way that you can win a copy that we're going to give away to a listener. But before we do that, Amber, where can people find you? Where can, if my clients or other groups are listening to this and they need a keynote speaker or they want to learn more about the coaching and development you do, where's the best place to connect with you on social and then on your website? Yeah, so social, um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets. Um, we're on TikTok too, thanks to Yoder. Also something I would never do, but God bless it. Um, go TikTok. And, um, and then on Facebook, Selking Performance Group. And then our website is just www.selkingperformance.com. And, and there you can find some articles, some podcasts, um, shoot me a message um, and uh, you know anything that we can do to come alongside of you on your performance journey um, from a mental performance standpoint, we'd certainly love and, and be honored to do so. I love it. And last thing, because I know this is airing Wednesday and next week, if you are or can get into the South Bend area, tell us just a brief deal on the Purpose Summit that you're a part of here next week. Yeah, so it would be a quick turnaround, uh, but we would love to have you. We are hosting, um, like Jake said, the Purpose Summit at the University of Notre Dame. Um, it's going to be an awesome three-day leadership summit, literally bringing senior level leaders from around the globe together to talk about this conversation of making business a force for good in the world. Because, you know, the, the government, the healthcare system, the education system, there are great people working in those systems, but they're big and they're hard to change. And we firmly believe that businesses and business leaders, if, if, start, if they start to understand the opportunity and responsibility that, that we have to create cultures where people feel cared for and valued, that they'll go home happier and healthier. And when they do, there'll be better parents, better spouses, better community members because of it. And so if we want to, if we really want to manifest that change that we all want to see in our world, um, the, this summit is going to, like I said, senior level leaders um, come together to have conversations around what does it mean to make my business a force for good? How can I take my next steps in doing that? And to just have an experience where you're with like-minded, like-hearted leaders and get inspired to take those next steps. And again, be that force for change and force for good that, that our world desperately needs right now. So come join us May 17th, 18th, and 19th. You can, um, if you use the code PURPOSE200, no space in it, you can actually have $200 applied towards your ticket and you can find those at www.thepurposesummit.com. Love it. I'm not going to be able to make this year, but we've already talked. You're going to give me dates for next year and I will 100% make the trip to South Bend. So thank you so incredibly much for coming on the show this week, investing the time, but more than that, just all the work that you do to help others live their best life, build the right mindset so they can go and impact others. Thank you so much, Dr. Selkin. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate you. All right, competitor, as I promised, thank you for sticking around to the end of today's episode and listening to my conversation with Dr. Selking. She's a rock star individual, and I hope you take the time to start following her work online 
or reach out if you're interested. As promised, I owe one of you lucky individuals a copy of her book, one that I absolutely love. So if you want to win a copy of Winning the Mental Game, you got to do two quick things for me. Two quick and easy things. First thing you got to do is you got to follow Dr. Selking on Twitter or Instagram. So pick your platform, give her a follow, take a screenshot that you are following it, and then I want you to email me that screenshot as well as a picture of you with your favorite Compete Everyday item. It could be the book, it could be the journal, it could be one of your favorite shirts, hats, wristbands, you name it. Grab your phone, take a quick selfie, take a picture of it, but submit the screenshot that you're following Dr. Selking, the picture of you with your favorite Compete Everyday gear, and I'm going to select one of you lucky winners and send you a copy of Dr. Selking's book, Winning the Mental Game. So you're going to take those two pictures, email it to podcast at competeeveryday.com, and we'll be selecting a winner within the week. So... Give her a follow, take the screenshot, take the selfie with your favorite Compete Everyday gear and be entered to win your copy of the book. And until next episode, keep showing up, keep competing, and keep making that impact. You know I'm cheering for you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit CompeteEveryday.com.